Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 47, How to Enjoy the Holidays Without Overdrinking. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all? I am in a great mood today. (laughs) I am super excited that I am going to be recording this podcast for you. I gave this class called How to Enjoy the Holidays Without Overdrinking online last week and had such a huge response to the content and what I was saying that I decided to make it a podcast so it will live forever (laughs) and you can use the same um, tactics and strategies to get through any sort of vacation or holiday or spring break or whatever you know sort of event that you have going on that is outside of your normal routine so I hope that it helps I hope that you enjoy it I also want to let you know that you have one week one week left to apply to privately coach with me. I have decided that I will not accept any more private clients after December 1st of 2019 so that I can focus my attention on creating the amazeness of what is going to be offered in 2020. So what I'm going to do is whoever wants to coach with me privately, if you're on my calendar, we'll talk and we'll make a decision. And then I'm going to stop consultations and I'm going to have a call Um, where you all are welcome to attend to learn about my new program. So if you're interested in working with me um, for 2020, I'm going to be announcing what that looks like in my next program mid-December. So if you're not on my email list, you should get on it because that's where I will send the links and how to sign up for this um, class, where not really a class, but a opportunity to learn about my program and answer any questions you have. Um, via my email. So if you go to AngelaMesenic.com and enter your email address and name in the subscribe area, you'll be on my email list and you'll be the first to know when this opportunity is going to come up for you to learn about what I'm doing in 2020. And you don't want to miss it. So if you want to privately coach with me one-on-one and have me as your support team and support you for the next two months, where you have support during the holidays and you're going to learn how to feel your feelings and overcome your desire for alcohol and or food, get on my calendar. It's your last chance. All right. So today, how to enjoy the holidays without over drinking. And I'm going to back it up here and give a little bit of overview of who I am because, you know, maybe this is the first podcast that you are listening to and I want to make sure you know who I am and what I'm about and what I do. So I'm a certified life and weight loss coach. I was certified through the Life Coach School. I'm the host and creator of this podcast, Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast. I write all of my original content and I've created a private program where I coach women to stop over drinking and start living. I am a mom. I've got three children. Their names are Ayla, Alec, and Arlo, um, ages 10, eight and six. I <laughs> had to think about it for a second. I'm married to a wonderful man named Peter. We met in college and then went our separate ways for a few years and then um, both ended up on the West Coast. 
and we got married in a small boutique winery in Sonoma County, California. So my history and story with alcohol was very colorful. I was typical college kid, um, American college kid that partied and drank, you know, during college and up all night on the weekends and that sort of thing. And then when I entered the professional workforce after college, you know, I had more money to spend. I was in pharmaceutical sales and I had a travel account, an expense account. I was able to entertain clients and do all these things I have never done before in my life. And with that came with that play hard or work hard, play hard mentality. And we definitely did that. (laughs) So sales meetings and celebrations and whining and dining clients like light alcohol and food was very much integrated into my life. We lived outside of Napa and Sonoma. We lived in San Francisco. So like a foodie city in itself, but then also having access to the best wineries in the world. I very much got into it. So vacation there, got married there, honeymoon there all the time. Um, so, you know, that continued and, you know, I had our first children and then after, you know, the, you know, of course when I was pregnant, I didn't do these things, but you know, in between all three of my kids, definitely over drinking, partying, still had that lifestyle. And it wasn't until I got older and I accomplished everything that I wanted with a great job, marriage, family, house, all of it. Right. That I started to question it. I couldn't drink as much as I could before. Like I was always stalled on my weight loss when I was drinking. So I would like be really good during the week. And then on the weekends I would like binge and then I would overeat and then I would gain five pounds and I would start that cycle again. And I was stuck in that way for many, many years until finally I decided like, what am I doing? What is, what is all of this? Like, why am I working so hard to make money, to pay the bills and doing this day in and day out? I just felt like I was on this auto repeat cycle and I felt stuck. So I hired a life coach And she taught me everything that I know now and what I teach my clients now about our thoughts, about our feelings. She helped me create goals. And basically, I understood that alcohol was holding me back, you know, in my own work. I understood that alcohol was holding me back from living the life that I truly desired. And I decided to give it up until I got to my goal weight. And I did that. And within that time period, I just, it just rocked my world. I realized that I thought alcohol was a way to have fun and that I might be missing out. And it was the biggest lie of my life that I needed alcohol to have a good time. I have way much more fun now without it. Oh my God, my life is so different now without drinking. That wasn't my goal in the beginning. My goal in the beginning was just to cut back and be able to moderate. And I did that for a while and then ultimately decided that it just didn't have a place in my life. I didn't like the way it made me feel anymore. So I haven't drank in over a year and a half now, which is still amazing to me. Um, so anyway, that's a little bit about my story. I learned how our brains work and why we're conditioned to overdrink and overeat. I discovered the benefits of not drinking by accident when I went all into my weight loss. Um, you know, I've lost 60 pounds. And again, learning that idea of needing the wine to have a good time was a huge lie. Okay. So today for this podcast and for this class that I teach called How to Enjoy the Holidays Without Overdrinking, I want you to understand why you might be overdrinking, especially during the holidays, right? You've got the family pressure, the social pressure as moms and, you know, having families and like being the leader and sort of organizing all of that. You know, we tend to overdo it because it's so stressful and we want to drink and eat to relieve ourselves. I'm going to teach you how to handle that family and social pressure. I'm going to teach you how to stick to your food and drink plans. And then I'm going to invite you again to get personalized coaching with me. So remember, this is our last chance. I'm going to talk about that at the end of the class too. So right now, I want you guys to bring up to your attention what struggles you have with alcohol and the holidays. 
Okay, so if you have a notebook or a piece of paper, maybe pause the podcast now and be prepared to answer some questions. I'm going to ask you some questions about you, yourself, and your own situation in, in regards to drinking and eating during the holidays. So I want you to really take advantage of this time and get the most out of this podcast that you possibly can. So if you pause it and you come back, I want you to answer this question. What struggles do you have with alcohol and the holidays? All right, so answer that question. And then what is your reason for wanting to cut back this year? Like, why do you not want to overdrink during the holidays? When you have that written down, you can keep going. And now I want you to really focus on what I'm about to say for the next 30 minutes or so, okay? I promise with everything that I have in my business and in my life, everything, that if you follow what I say in this class, you can do way more and enjoy the holidays way more than you did when you may have overdrank, such as last holiday or this summer, right? The skill of managing your mind to get the exact outcome you seek. So when you learn to manage your mind and you set your intentions on purpose before you go into your holiday events and you enjoy the results of that work, you are going to learn how to do so much more. Right. When you learn how to just not be at the effect of the holiday season. Right. And then you're just sort of like needing these quick escapes, these quick hits to feel better. And we drink and eat. Right. Because we're so stressed. Being intentional and managing your mind and your thoughts before the events happen is something that most people don't do. So it's going to separate you from the regular people that just kind of go along, follow along the process, don't really challenge anything. But when you learn how to manage your mind to do something different, you become a total badass, all right? And you're going to end 2019 better than it started. And from this process and this work, you're going to be like, now what? Now what else can I do, okay? So I'm going to tell you how you can possibly enjoy yourself without wine or just by having one or two glasses or drinks, right? And I'm also going to tell you why you can't have one without wanting more, right? So why we over drink in the first place is looking at our desire levels for alcohol. So desire is a learned behavior, okay? You didn't have desire like you do now for drinks when you were probably a teenager, right? Because you didn't drink the way you drink now. <laughs> You've rewarded your, your brain with alcohol every time you have a thought or a desire about it, right? So when we want to change and not drink, now our brain starts freaking out and making those urges very strong. And it's like we start something and then we go back to our old habits, right? And it's because you've rewarded their urge to drink over and over again. A lot of my clients, it's that time after work when they're making dinner, that's their time where they start cooking dinner, they open the bottle of wine, and it's just a pattern that they have. And now that they've done that over and over and over again, they have a very strong desire for it. So when they cut back or say that they're going to come back, it's very difficult because of that strong desire. They didn't get here, right? Like if you're listening to the podcast, you didn't get here by having one glass of wine one night a week. Or like on a Tuesday, right? Your desire is because you've been doing the same behavior over and over and over again in the same situations over and over again. So now you have an over desire for it, right? We've also taught our brains to seek alcohol because of the way we're programmed, the way our society tells us, the images that we see in society. You know, you can scroll through Facebook, social media, all of those things, and you're seeing images of alcohol and food all the time on the TV programs we watch, right? Like think about Scandal and her long-stemmed wine glass, 
it's beautiful and it's nice and it's fancy, right? And then we kind of adopt those beliefs about it. Like if we want to challenge our relationship with alcohol, we think there might be something wrong with us because we should be able to drink like other people, right? And then we feel bad about that and we continue the process or we don't seek the help we need. The other reason why we desire wine is because of how our brain has been built, right? As human beings, we have the motivational triad. We're seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and expending the least amount of effort as possible. So when you have an over-desire and you give into that desire and drink, it's because you're at the effects of your primitive brain, this motivational triad that's just looking to survive, right? And when you do that, you're living in this auto-repeat cycle. You're doing the same thing over and over again. You're seeking pleasure, avoiding pain, and not doing any work to get the pleasure, right? What you want to do now is decide if you want off the auto-repeat, if you want to break away from that, and you want to live on purpose with intention and growth, okay? Another reason why we have these over-desire for alcohol is we have these program beliefs, right? We have these thoughts, everyone drinks during the holidays, I need wine to have fun, I can't imagine going to a holiday work event and only having one, everyone drinks, I should be able to drink, right? Our thoughts create our results in our life, okay? Your beliefs are just thoughts that you've had over and over and over and over again. I was listening to something, I think it was um, Marie Folio on her her podcast the other day, and she was reading some study that has been done on human thoughts in the brain and our brain produces over 65,000 thoughts a day and she said that about 90% of our thoughts are the same ones every day what I was like I knew that we had about 60,000 thoughts a day but I didn't realize how often those thoughts are repeated so 90% of our thoughts we have the same ones every day right can you guys imagine that so like if you have this thought I need wine to have fun like I did for 20 years of my life. <laughs> How often did I think that? That became a belief system, okay? You want to challenge that now. We want to look at how you're thinking because our thoughts literally create the results in our life, all right? I'm going to get into that in a minute. So this is the first part of this. We're going to learn how to identify which thoughts might be holding us back or not helping us achieve our goals, okay? So our thoughts, like I want wine, create our feelings. Our thoughts create our feelings. And the urge to de- and desire to drink is a feeling in our body that was caused by our thought, all right? And then our feelings drive our action. So if we're feeling an urge, it's driving us to pour that glass of wine, right? Or driving us to eat things that when we're not hungry or driving us to buy things we don't really want or binge watching Netflix, right? All of that action or inaction is driven by how we're feeling. And our actions create our results. So I teach and coach my clients that our thoughts create our results, right? So if you think, I want wine, your result is that you will drink wine, okay? You just have to sort of be aware when you're thinking it and be prepared to how to manage that, right? And I'm going to get into that here. Also on the topic of thoughts, we're going to stop the negative self-talk. So if you don't want to overdrink during the holidays, you've got to stop beating yourself up about things, okay? So if you do overdrink or you do drink more than you planned or eat more than you planned, you have to tell yourself you are done beating yourself up because these thoughts will cause you to feel crappy, right? Or 
regretful or shame and you aren't well versed in how to handle your negative emotions. Like most of us don't know how to feel and process our feelings. Instead, what we do is we have the feeling that drives action that usually doesn't serve us, like eating more, (laughs) drinking more, right? So if you're beating yourself up because you think that you need to be on to yourself and like kick yourself in the ass to like motivate yourself to change, you're wrong because I want you to really look at this. How long have you been doing that? How long have you been hard on yourself that you need to change and you're still where you are today? It might kick you into gear to start something new, but it doesn't last because it doesn't feel good, right? And we're not used to feeling our feelings and then we start drinking and eating again, okay? So stop the negative self-talk. We also want to question our thoughts. These thoughts like, I can't get through this family event without wine. Not drinking is boring. I don't want to be uncomfortable. There will be, they'll have my favorite drinks. I need wine to get through the holidays. This will be hard. Question all of those thoughts. Those are just sentences in your brain that you've probably thought a thousand times and they aren't serving you when you want to cut back because all of those thoughts, right, create emotions that you aren't used to feeling and then you drink from there. All right, so our thoughts create our results. If you think, I can't get through this family event without wine, what do you think your result will be? You don't get through the event without wine. You drink, right? If you don't want that result, then you've got to change the way you're thinking. You could think, I could get through this family event with wine, or I want to get through this family event without drinking. And just try some different thoughts on there that produces a result that you want to have, all right? What you think and tell other people becomes your truth. If you're walking around bitching about how you can't drink because of some dumb program you've tried or some podcast you listen to and how miserable you are and how hard it is, guess what your result will be? It'll be hard and miserable. (laughs) Make sure your own worst enemy doesn't live between your own two ears. Hamilton. Okay, so what we want to do is after you become aware of your old thoughts, right? Like the thoughts like I can't get through this family event without wine, all of that stuff. Maybe write out what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are about alcohol and the holidays. Maybe start there. And then what you want to do is create new thoughts. Okay, so this thought, I can't get through the family event without wine, could be a new thought. could be I can have fun and not drink. An old thought would be not drinking is boring. New thought, I can get creative. (laughs) Old thought, I don't want to be uncomfortable. New thought, I'm choosing to be uncomfortable. Old thought, they will have my favorite wine. New thought, my favorite wine will always be available. Old thought, I need wine to get through the holidays. New thought, I want to experience the joy of the holidays. Old thought, this will be hard. New thought, this can be fun. So can you guys see the difference? Telling yourself something and how to think about something instead of just being at the effects of your brain and the repetitive thought that it has, will create new results for you, okay? The next part of how to enjoy the holidays without overdrinking is understanding urges, okay? So remember going back to the motivational triad, right? And you giving into the urge, you drink, you repeat that cycle, then you have this over-desire. So we want to interrupt that auto-repeat cycle, In order to get rid of the desire, we must not respond to it, but allow it to be there. So sit with me here for a second while I explain this. So right now, most people are used to thinking that this is going to be hard, right? So like resisting the urge or fighting the urge or white knuckling through the urge. Okay, yes, that is hard. 
allowing the urge is so different, okay? So when the urge to drink is present, especially if you haven't planned to drink, right? Like just a normal weeknight, it's not a holiday event, right? Or you want to say you only want to have a drink when you go to the family party or whatever. When the urge to drink is present, you practice allowing, not resistant. You don't answer the urge to drink by drinking, okay? And when you do that, the urge extinguishes over time. So remember, going back to the motivational triad, your brain wants to be as efficient as possible, okay? So if it's delivering urges for you to do something, like drink, and you don't respond to them, it's not going to keep delivering you those urges. If you fully process that urge and allow the urge to be there and accept it and process it and breathe it through your body, like think about a machine processing something. It's like your body is processing that urge. You're breathing, you're allowing, you're feeling then your brain isn't going to want to keep delivering you urges. It's going to go drive some other action. It's going to deliver some other emotion that's going to get you to do something else, right? This is the way to do it. This is the way to permanently reduce your desire for alcohol so that you don't overdrink. And when you don't have an overdesire, you don't overdrink. And this is how you do it. You allow your feelings. You allow the urges to be present. You acknowledge them. You say, I'm having an urge. It's okay. Nothing's gone wrong. I'm going to open up my myself to feeling that, and I'm going to process this feeling. And this is a skill set. This is a practice that you'll have to practice and put yourself in situations. Don't run away from it. Don't try to hide from the urges. <laughs> Be with them. Allow them. Accept them. Welcome them into you, and then process them. Okay? So this is how now I can go out with friends, family, celebrate vacations, fancy dinners, dancing at cocktail bars, like all of it. And I don't have any desire for alcohol. It's because I learned how to allow my urges and process those. My dog is dream barking right now while I'm recording this class. So funny. Right? So if you haven't built up the over desire, it's easy to not drink. Think about kids. They have no desire for alcohol because they haven't done this. They haven't repeated this cycle over and over again. Or religious people that don't drink on, on as a practice, right? They don't have to deal with this because they haven't had that repetitive process of giving into their urges over and over again. Okay? So we talked about thoughts. We talked about feelings, which specifically the urge feeling. And now we're going to talk about actions. Remember, our thoughts generate our feelings and human beings take action from how we're feeling or don't want to feel. So this next part of how to enjoy the holidays without over drinking is the action part. Okay. I talked to you a lot about planning. <laughs> planning use your prefrontal, uses your prefrontal cortex part of your brain, which is like your higher human brain. The prefrontal was developed after that primitive part of our brain. And the planning, the prefrontal is the part of the brain that we make plans for the future. We create goals, we create process, and we go do the things because of a future result, right? So no matter what, you're not going to drink or eat off your regular plan like you normally do, especially around the holidays, unless you plan for it, okay? So you want to plan to have your drinks or your extra treats or food 24 hours in advance, okay? Planning ahead removes that auto-repeat in the moment cycle that has caused the over-desire in the first place. So you want to look ahead to your holiday events and plan how much you'll eat and drink, okay? Write the plan down. Don't keep it in your head. So for me, this looks like if I were drinking, I would say, I'm going to have two glasses of red wine at my Thanksgiving dinner. And I would put that in my journal, put that on a piece of paper and write it out, okay? Same thing with food, like I'm going to have Thanksgiving meal with one piece of pumpkin pie, right? I'd write that out. 
So just get it out of your head, put it on a piece of paper and plan to have those things in advance with your goals in mind. So if you don't want to overdrink during the holidays <laughs> and you don't want to overeat and gain 10 pounds, this is how you do it. Okay. Remember thoughts, feelings, actions. This is the action part. What can you do to not do the, to not overeat and overdrink is we plan. So we plan when we're not in the moment, right? So you plan 24 hours in advance when you're not in response to your urges or desires, okay? Your prefrontal cortex always has your best interests at heart. So it's not going to let you plan to drink two bottles of wine, <laughs> right? Especially when you think, okay, does this align with my goals? Two bottles of wine on Thanksgiving probably doesn't align with not overdrinking, right? So if you're trying to over, not to overdrink, you have that as a goal, your prefrontals be like, okay, have two glasses of wine or whatever, right? Or have one piece of pumpkin pie versus the whole thing. Got it? Another part on the action part is plan what you want to think and say in, in the social situations, okay? So what do you want to say? Like, are you going to say, I'm just not going to drink tonight, I'm only having one, I'm trying to cut back, whatever it is, plan ahead of time so you're not just like caught up in the moment, feeling insecure or, you know, not confident about it and worrying about what other people think and then you say something crazy and you feel insecure and then you end up drinking. So plan it out, plan what you want to think. I just like to say no thank you now. I mean, I am further along than most of you guys, but I just say no thanks, I'm good. It could be that easy for you too. I'm not sure. Don't create a lot of drama around what other people will think or say. You have to focus on you. I promise their thoughts about what you're drinking or eating will not help you get to your goals. <laughs> okay? So let it go. They're allowed to think whatever they want about what you're drinking and you're eating. But what's more important is what you're thinking and, and feeling, right? Those are what the thoughts that you have and the feelings you have will create your result. So their thoughts and their feelings have no effect on your result, okay? You don't need to offer any explanation unless you want to, right? But plan out that. Foresee what that looks like, what you would tell yourself in your mind, all of that, okay? Also, you can't hurt other people's by feelings by saying no. It's impossible because guess what? Our thoughts create our feelings, just like other people's thoughts create their feelings, okay? So by you saying no, which is an action, that cannot cause somebody else to have a feeling. They have to have a thought first, okay? And you're not responsible for their thoughts, nor should you worry about them, okay? Another part of the actions you can take around the holidays is filling your brain with as much counter alcohol content you can. Stop looking at Instagram stories or pictures of fancy cocktails and holiday drinks. Okay, stop that. <laughs> like that is not going to help you with your desire for alcohol. Okay, read stories, follow blogs. You're on the best over drinking podcast already right now. So, you know, go to Instagram and search, go to Facebook, like go online, order some books. If you're interested in the books that I've read, you can send me an email, Angela, Angela, Masenic.com, right? But write down your thoughts and change the dialogue in your head around drinking. You want to coach yourself or you want to get coaching from a certified life coach such as myself, all right? The last part of this is desire. Desire is the big question mark here, right? So if we didn't desire alcohol, would you want to continue drinking? What if you didn't have a desire for it? What if you just, it was like smoking cigarettes. You just, you never think about it. It doesn't occupy your mind. You don't worry about it, right? It just doesn't exist as an issue for you. 
Would you want your desire for alcohol to be like that? So literally you could take it or leave it more often, leave it because you don't care that much. Would you want my help with doing that? Why or why not? Okay. I wanted to not want it. I kept thinking I want to not want it. I wanted to take a magic pill that erased everything from my brain. And I wish that I could not have the desire to drink more than I had planned. Okay. And then I thought, I can't wait to not want it. So I can focus on creating and building my business and improving my relationships and losing weight. Right. And I wonder what I would create when I got through that. And I did not have any idea that was what was on the other side of this for me. I didn't know that I would have a private practice coaching women to stop over drinking. No idea. But I was open to it. I wanted the journey. I wanted to f- figure it out. And this is my result from that, right? Our results, it's, it's, it's not even just that you're stop over drinking or you learn how to control it. There's so much more available to you that you don't even know with this work, okay? By managing our mind, learning how to feel our feelings and being intentional with our actions, all right? I want you to picture this. I want you to picture the person that doesn't overdrink as yourself in the holiday situation. What does that look like? What what does your engagement with your family members and friends look like, right? If you could choose any way to think or feel in this holiday time, as a person who doesn't overdrink, what does that look like? Really describe that self for you in your journals. Okay. Uh, for my first vacation without alcohol blew my mind. I flew up to Boston to fe- see my old friend from college and high school. We went out for a steak dinner and it was just unbelievable. I didn't order the glass of wine and I was just blown away about what it, how easy it was with no desire. And I was like, Kate, I just ordered steak without wine. And she's like, you're nuts. And I'm like, I know, but you don't realize how big this is. Like, I don't care. I don't have a desire for it. And from that moment on, it just blew up, changed everything for me. Okay. So I hope you guys can see what's possible. I taught you about how to handle your thoughts and look at how you're thinking about drinking in this holiday season. All right. I taught you how to feel your urges and process your feelings around your desire for alcohol versus giving into it or white knuckling it or resisting it. Okay. I talked to you about the actions you can take with planning your drinks 24 hours in advance, planning if you're going to have special treats like pie or cookies or whatever it is during your holiday event, right? Plan those things 24 hours in advance, fill your brain with as much counter alcohol content as you can, unfollow all the images on social media, like just give yourself a break so you can really see what is going on in there for you. Get coached. Of course, I have a couple more spots available for private coaching. You get, need to get on my calendar for that before next week. Um, and otherwise, coach yourself. Like, understand that your thoughts have created this result for you. And it's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up about that, but just know that your thoughts create your results. Just like your thoughts about having a family and a job or a career and kids are just started with a thought, right? And then you have a result. Our thoughts create our feelings. Human beings take action from their feelings, right? And then you have the results in your life. All right, my friends, that's all I have for you. If you want to privately coach with me, you've got one week to get on my schedule. Hope to see you there. If not, stay tuned. Get on my email list for the big announcement of 2020 and what coaching with me will look like then. All right, my friends. Love you. Bye. Get my purple, you know.